Am I doing this right? Wait, was that him? Crying? Crying? Is he choking? Oh my god, oh my god. It's four. I think he might have pooped. Nose goes on the diaper change. I need to give him a bath. I am so tired. I ordered something else on Amazon. What's that weird rash? Do we let him cry this time? I think we need to call What time do you think he should go down tonight? Oh my god, he's so cute. Siri, play wheels on the bus. Welcome to Probably Okay Parenting. A podcast where we take a raw, real, comical, fun look at the tomfoolery that is being a new parent. We're going to start this episode with a quick recap of what we've been up to in the life of parenting. We're going to move into our main segment, which is going to include our review of the best and worst baby products that we have used in this first year of parenting. And we're going to conclude. With a conclusion. Let's jump in. Yoo-hoo. All right. Well, do you want to start with your recap of the week? Absolutely. So this past week, I feel like we've made a big leap. Okay. In the way of sleep. Oh, a big sleep leap. A okay. sleep leap, if a you will. A sleep leap. Okay. Go on. So we had been struggling a lot with some early morning wake-ups. And I'm talking like in the 4 a.m. realm area. And uh, it was... It was... Uh, it was pulling us apart at the seams. Uh, and we were tired. And it seemed a little bit like that was starting to be the routine. Like it wasn't just like... One night Absolutely. where he woke up at four, it was like, all right, fine. All right, let's see how he does tomorrow. Then the next day he'd wake up at 4.30 and it was like, uh. We were literally celebrating like a 4.30. Yeah. Up. Oh, God. If he slept at 5.30, <laughs> we were like, whew, slept well, late today. Well, that wasn't even happening. It was insane. And at some point we were like, this has been going on two or three weeks. I don't think that, I think we need to change course in something that we're doing. And something I'm guilty of is just like. Reading so much online. There's so much online that, you know, you read so much and there's a lot of different advice. And sometimes I do it to a fault. And so I was like really attached to these ideas of like developmental wake windows. And since he's 12 months now, uh, his wake window should be three and a half hours, no shorter, maybe up to four hours. And I was just so attached to that because I had just read it in so many places and read success stories. But like at the end of the day, you know, that like five o'clock, six (laughs) o'clock, you should use those things as more of a guideline than I do. I was kind of looking at it as like the law of the land, the law of the land. Instead of using it as a guideline and then kind of like using my child's signals as really what I should be going off of. And uh, yeah, I was just really attached to the three and a half to four hour wake window. And I think that that was the problem because he was staying up till you know seven or seven thirty, which isn't crazy, uh, because I was trying That's to get that four-hour wake window in before he went to bed. Right. Anyway, he kept waking up so early, four four thirty, and it was just a lot. So I decided we clearly have to try something different. I read about it. I used the resource Taking Care of Babies, which I don't mm. know if you know that. I definitely don't, but I know it well <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> It's a woman who has this very successful company. The name, hmm, I think What's she it called? Taking Kara Babies. And I her assume n- her name is Kara. You're correct. So, you know, she has classes and things that she does online. She also puts a lot of her content for free online. So I read a lot of oh, what she nice. had to say. And I decided that actually I think we were doing bedtime too late. At first I was like, wait a second. The solution seems a little too good to be true. Like move his bedtime up and he'll sleep longer. And that goes against. Now hold on, Kara. <laughs> 
that go <laughs> that goes against what we kind of think of naturally as adults. But for babies, a lot of times, if you put them to bed too late, then they're going to wake up early, you know, overtired, whatever. So it, it it's ridiculous. But I just like couldn't accept the fact that we needed to go earlier for a later wake up. But what do you mean you couldn't accept? I it? just couldn't accept it. I just was thinking like, there's no way I can't accept this. However, when we made the change and I started putting him down at like six fifteen, I was confident. I said to you, he will not wake up until after six tomorrow. And that was the first night that we tried that too. And I just felt it. I felt it in my mom intuition bones. Mom tuition bones. Yes, that I'm like, I know, I know this is gonna work. And, and I was like, yeah, okay. Right, you did not. Definitely not. Not at all. No, you were like, all right, I'll see you at four fifteen. Yeah, see you at four. <laughs> but he did, and now we've been doing it like three nights. I mean, I, I woke up amazed. Like I legitimately thought you had performed some kind of magic spell or something. I basically did. Yeah. Well, I do also want to just chime in here and say that um, I think that you are probably, if not the only person, certainly in a small number of people who read things online and then. Um, use that information in their real life and think that they have to follow it. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I think everyone does that, right? Oh, okay. Like we all go to WebMD or like whatever because <laughs> we're trying to figure out what the solution right. is. Mm-hmm. And every every solution is different, you know, for every kid. So obviously I, th- I feel like that's really hard, especially when you're struggling. You're like, okay, let me just try any solution that's going to work in this situation. Right. Especially like... You want to start with the things that seem most intuitive, but like this particular one, it was... Right. So now, of course, since we're sitting here talking about how wonderful and great it is after three nights, you know what's going to happen tonight, right? Exactly, yeah. (laughs) We're going to be in for a rough one, folks. We definitely fall into the trap of like believing something is a trend, good or bad. Right. If we have like two nights of it. Yeah. But really, we need to just accept everything is going to change all the time, always. Okay. But let me tell you, world of difference waking up at 6.15 over 4.15, right? Significantly, yeah. When you just look at, like, total number of awake hours. like Just the feeling. We're going to bed at the same time, so it's really just a matter of, like, what time we wake up. Right. That's going to make the difference in our day. All right. Next update. This week, and it's so weird to think about, like, someone's life like this, but we can literally pinpoint the week that he began taking his first steps mm-hmm. and like standing up on his own. That's such like a momentous thing. And it's not just like, oh yeah, I got a new job or like whatever. Like we as adults might have like celebrations or momentous occasions, but there are few bigger deals than like taking your f- literal first step. That's yeah. kind of insane. So uh, it's just been so fun. And mainly as like proud of him as we are. We, we pale in comparison to how proud he is of himself oh when yeah. he stands up. He is like, I am awesome. He's like, oh, yeah, check this out. So he had been standing up with the help of, like, a pillow or something, and then he'll, like, take his hands off, and his face is like, oh, my God, I'm doing it. It's pretty awesome. That's true. And then I'll say, like, okay, walk to Mama, and he'll, like, look at me and smile a little, and then he'll take one or two and topple over. I mean... You know, it's is it a step or is it a shuffle until no, I fall? Step. It's a step <laughs> for sure. But luckily, he's got a juicy booty, and he <laughs> after that second or third step, he like smacks right down. Like a few times, I've been like, "Damn, that was pretty hard too." But he yes. didn't seem to be in any. He laps. I guess like the diaper also helps to pad him. A lot of cushion. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, cushion of cushion there. Back there. Yeah, it's fun. I wouldn't say he's walking. Would you say that? 
We could definitely get into like a long semantic argument, and we'll save that for our semantic podcast, <laughs> semantic <laughs> argument podcast. Later episode. But yeah, no, he's not walking. He's not a walker. He's just experimenting, I think. I don't think we're far, though. Okay, fair enough. All right, and then our last little update of the week is that somehow, for some reason, we seem to have regressed in being able to eat solids. Yeah, well, like, I... Okay, so he got, like, one tooth, literally. Yes. And then uh, we were hearing from, like, friends, dear friends, and also reading online, whatever, whatever, Family members were like, oh, yeah, just give him, like, food. He'll be fine, even though he's got one tooth. We're like, I don't know. You're saying even though he only has one tooth. Yes. yes. And then we would give him food, and he would be, like, mostly fine, you know, with few exceptions. There were a couple, like, times where he, like, seemed like he might almost choke mm-hmm. or, like, whatever. Not that big of a deal, though. He was chewing, though. I, the thing is, I don't think the teeth are that important like he chews with his gums and he breaks the food up into little pieces with his gums We've right seen no i it. agree with that basically things were going well though so he was doing great he was breaking the food up and in fact at his first birthday party one of my wonderful dear friends who has four kids so she's had quite a bit of experience saw me like breaking up goldfish into little pieces and she was like oh my god stop doing that you do not need to do that you're being so ridiculous he can definitely eat full goldfish and I'm like really so I started giving him full goldfish and he was fine and she's like see and then I gave him like a big piece of tomato and he was completely fine in front of her just because I'm like she'll she'll handle it if something goes wrong uh, and he was completely fine. So from that point forward, I was like, oh, my gosh, I've been ridiculous. I've been breaking up goldfish. I've been breaking Cheerios sometimes into little pieces. It's like, come on now. So I stopped all that after his first birthday when, when my friend encouraged me to give him bigger pieces. And he was doing just fine. Until two or three days ago, yeah, where, well, again, I got to stop here and say, is this not a great example of what we're talking about? Of, like, that we just believe if something happens three times, it's a permanent trend, but Definitely. basically, we like. I think we gave him like cheese, like maybe like a small piece of cheese, and he instantly started like gagging. Yeah. And we, I don't know if other families are like this, but we immediately like legitimately drop whatever we're doing. I could literally be like cooking with hot oil, and I drop it on the floor <laughs> and immediately run over to him. So, yeah. Um. Then he's fine. Seems to be okay, whatever. He clears it. Then we give him another piece of, like, not even cheese, something else. And then, like, now that he's choking on. So it's just like, is he fully choking? And then last night we got really scared because he just, like, was legit choking for sure. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, spit up this giant, like, glob of who knows what the fuck. It mm-hmm. was, like, vegetables and cauliflower, meatball, meatball whatever. He just, like, yeah. It all came back up. And it was like, what is happening? And then pretty much since then, he's had problems eating. And we're He's got problems. <laughs> we're going back to small pieces. But it's like sometimes like a, I feel like a small piece of food is like resting on the very back of his tongue, like right in his throat. And or he like, just like under the back of his tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know what Stuck you mean. in his craw. Yeah, it's kind of like when you're eating like popcorn at but the movie theater and right. you get the kernel stuck in there. Yes, like yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that keeps happening and it's like did you forget how to eat guy i think also well my my hypothesis is that he is just like taking handful after handful after handful yeah he just basically sucks at eating now and it's not fun i think he's just got to stop putting handfuls 
of food in his mouth, and we got to give him like the tiniest bit at a time for now until he which gets is such more a pain teeth. It is a pain, but you know what would be more of a pain having to spend even five minutes at an emergency room. We're moving into our main segment for today. Hold on, we're moving there. We're not. We've not. We're not there yet. <laughs> we're currently moving there, and we're moved. Okay, we're there now. We are going to talk about our take on the best and worst baby products that we have used during this first year of parenting. We've just finished year one of being parents, and obviously a lot of stuff comes along with that. We obviously tried a million different products of mm-hmm. things. Yes, you can't get out of being a parent, I don't think, without just like desperately ordering things from Amazon at 2 in the morning that you think are going to help or oh yeah, reading about various products and convinced that you need them or even before you have the baby i feel like everyone has a take on the product that you gotta have oh yeah yeah i also feel like there's so many like adjacent products Mm -hmm. like we would end up with a particular product and then we're like oh this is not okay good example before we like really get into them Mm -hmm. is pacifiers where there's Mm -hmm. just like nine thousand different kind of pacifiers of materials and shapes and you try like so many of them before you finally land on one that your kid likes Mm -hmm. and then you have to buy like nine thousand of that one (laughs) because then like they lose it you lose it daycare loses it etc so yes yes and i remember feeling so overwhelmed like everything that you need there's 10 million brands of that thing oh yeah how do you know which brand to go with and like which is the best and you know, we're really lucky that a lot of our friends have had kids so they could help guide us. But, man, it's overwhelming. Today we're going to talk about products in the categories of sleep. So anything relating to trying to help our child sleep better. And toys. Anything that we've purchased to try to foster creative play, fun. We're going to talk about our best products in those categories and our biggest money wasters in those categories. Before we get into all of our products that we're going to be talking about, I do want to say that this is not a sponsored podcast. Yeah, It's not like any of these companies that we're talking about are paying us to talk about any of these products. That would be really nice. Mm-hmm. And if they do, we will happily say that their products are the best products on the market. Oh, we'll sell it, baby. For sure. But, um, you know, the, what you're going to hear today is our, like, 100% honest, no-holds-barred review Absolutely. of, you know, pro- good, bad, and otherwise. You can check out our Instagram at Probably okay Parenting if you'd like to see pictures of any of the products we discussed today. All right, so we're going to start in the category of sleep, okay? So... <laughs> Not what you're going to be doing while you listen to this. Oh, okay, good. But we're going to talk about we've purchased a lot of stuff for sleep. Sleep is really important to us, and it's also something that's hard to come by as a new parent. And uh, like I mentioned, I think in previous episodes, I'm kind of a nine hours a night type of gal. So this whole Mm -hmm. adjusting to having a thing screaming and crying multiple times throughout the night has been a little tough transition. So I feel like we have explored a lot of different sleep options. That's true. The other thing is like each stage of that first year of their life, Mm -hmm. the sleep products so dramatically change every two to three months. Yes. Just because they're obviously their size changes. But also, like, for me, obviously, f- SIDS was, like, such a huge fear. Mm-hmm. So I was always looking at, like, every single product, whether it was sleep or whatever, of, like, could he die from this pacifier or whatever. For you know? sure. For sure. So I'm just going to start with a few of mine that I think were the best that we purchased that we really used. Great. Then 
we can toss it on over to you, and then we can talk about ones that we completely wasted our money on. So one huge one that I feel like took us way too long to use, it seems obvious, is a passy clip. I can't believe it oh took yeah. us so long to clip his freaking passy to his sleep sack. Now, granted, of course, he had to be old enough to be able to, like, put his own passy in his mouth. But I think we lasted way too long where we just scattered a bunch of passies around in his crib yeah, and we hoped. we did that for sure. We definitely did that. And hoped that if he dropped one, he would, like, feel around and find another one. But, um, hello. I agree. That was, th- but that's, like, almost exactly what I'm talking about of being so worried. Like... Now, his passy clip is so short compared mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. But when we first got him, like, a passy clip could easily, like, you know, at least in my mind, retrospectively, like, wrap around his throat. <laughs> so then I'm like, you know, I don't know. Right. But it's scary. Yeah. Also, like, it, like I said, he has to be old enough to be able to put the passy in his mouth. Right. But I feel like even when he got to that point, we didn't do it for whatever reason. And that was silly. I think, well, for me, I I just said why, I think. But I also, there were definitely, like, times where I would go in in the morning to get him, and I would definitely LOL because there would literally be, like, four passies just all around him in the crib. And I'm like, oh, I know who put him to bed last night. Or on the floor. They would all fall Oh, well, that was the other <laughs> so annoying. The amount of time we spend just looking for passies. Like so much time. Under the, the bed, under the changing table. So much just time. behind the dresser. Mm-hmm. And then my next big highlight for sleep, well, it's a two-parter. The Merlin Magic Sleep Suit. Literally big. Yes. It looks like an astronaut suit. You can see a picture of it when you go to our Instagram, if you're not familiar. We used this from probably about month three to maybe month seven. It's supposed to last longer, but our guy was so big that he sized out of the large size like before... They're technically allowed to be done with it. Allowed. That really, yeah, that really helped. That really helped our sleep situation. Also, one funny thing I do want to mention about the Merlin, although it was an amazing product for us, like it definitely worked wonders Mm -hmm. when we brought him to daycare and they were like, okay, just eat like a sleep sack. What do you want us to put him in? And we showed them the Merlin. I guess like they just hadn't seen that before. Mm -hmm. So they were kind of looked at us like, are you serious? <laughs> like, you, you really want us to put him in this? Yes. It looks a little ridiculous. You'll see when you go to our Instagram, probably OK Parenting. Um, it basically is like a straitjacket for your baby. But <laughs> when... It does not look like a straitjacket. Yes, though. it does. OK. We, all of our <laughs> listeners and myself just learned that you don't know what a straitjacket is. It looks jacket just is. like a straitjacket. I mean, your arms are out instead of down, but it's like... Okay, see, that's my point. You don't know what a (laughs) straitjacket is. Your arms aren't down in a straitjacket. They're kind of like around you, so to speak. Oh, oh, oh. okay, fine. So your arms are out instead of around you. I think you're thinking of just a suit jacket. (laughs) I just mean (laughs) something that's going to like keep you in place and not let you move. Isn't that a straitjacket? I think it's more to like keep you from thrashing. Yeah, same thing with the Merlin. But I was it doesn't. Say. It has nothing to do with your legs. He has a reflux that at the beginning that like all babies do. Where I you think like, you mean a reflex? That's what I said. No, you said reflux. Play it back. Play it back. <laughs> you, okay. A anyway. reflex where uh, you know they kind of like jump. They jolt. And then that would cause him to wake oh up. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. He would do that, like, kind of reverse worm. Like, he would kick his legs way up in the yeah, air. Yeah, yeah. And he'd be like, whoa, why am I moving? And then he'd wake up crying. So the Merlin, just like a straitjacket, stifles your movements and, like, keeps you in one position. 
yeah, that was a great product. I definitely agree. Okay. And when we graduated from that, I'm just going to piggyback here. We went. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Uh, We went to the Kite Baby Sleep Sack, which we still use today as a. Oh, thank God for telling me that because I did not know what you were talking about. (laughs) That's a sleep sack we use literally every nap and every night. It's a heavy sleep sack. There's a lot of room in it. It's warm. It's nice. There's even a little part on it towards the top where you can hook the passy clip onto it's it's really good i Hashtag love dream product yeah they're expensive they are very expensive but i think worth it all right bry what are your top sleep products my number one probably i mean could be tied but i would say probably my number one was this bassinet on wheels that we had mm-hmm. and trying to remember i know that we had purchased it, and you actually remember assembled it. I did. Um, but what made us decide on that particular product? I think I just looked on reviews. I really liked that the side you can fold the side down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can either put it up or you can like fold it down. So if the b- bassinet very adjustable is next to your bed, you can be level with the baby, or you can put it up higher. It's on wheels, which I don't think we realized how the valuable that was. No, definitely not. And again, you can look on our Instagram to see a picture of this exact bassinet. However, I think any travel bassinet on wheels would serve this purpose. It was really good, especially because you would be sleeping in various areas throughout the house in that first couple months, just because, like, at night he'd be sleeping in our room, but then during the day we might have him, like, in the living room next to us, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's just kind of a weird time where he's just, like, sleeping at all random times. Right. And um, having it on wheels is really nice. Yeah, the wheels, I think, is essential in those first couple months because... We weren't comfortable enough at first to just, like, have him in his room. I mean, even with the monitor. True. You know, and, and he can sleep anywhere. It's not like he needed it to be dark. So it was so nice. We'd, you know, he'd be sleeping, and then if we want to change rooms or whatever, we could just wheel it in there without him waking up. Now, that being said, our how you know, our, our area that we mostly hang out on is one level. So I was talking to a friend and suggesting this product, but she's like, well, you know, I'd have to bring it up and down the stairs. That. That wouldn't work so well. Not my problem. <laughs> no, JK. But do you remember how much the bassinet costs? I think it was like in the $150 range. Okay. All right. I mean, you know, I, everybody's like comfort level with that kind of thing is different. But, mm-hmm. you know, I would say 150 bucks for something that my like newborn child is going to be sleeping in. Obviously, that's a product that we're going to be spending more money on. Much cheaper than the Snoo, which I know a lot of our listeners are big Snoo fans. They're Snoo or Die, you might say. Mm. Uh, (laughs) I never really was enticed by the Snoo. The Snoo is like an electrical bassinet type of thing where, like, it rocks your baby based on their like movement and sound. And I know some people are really into that. We never were. I was never enticed by it that product. It seems like people have had good experiences. I'm yeah. sure like anything, there's good and bad and in-between experiences. But For yeah, sure. no, it, we seem to be fine without it. Yes. It's also, I know this new is quite expensive. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Moving into our worst money waster sleep products. I remember going to Bye Bye Baby early on and seeing like hundreds of different sleep products. And some are obviously oh like yeah. really silly. I'm going to start. Brian over here is quite susceptible to advertisements, um, scare tactics, and he convinced me that we 
absolutely needed to buy the Owlet sock, which for those who aren't familiar, this is a sock that goes around your newborn baby. You put it on their foot and it um, keeps track of their heart rate and I guess like their blood oxygen level maybe. And then Yeah, like it'll tell you if their heart has stopped supposedly and yes. if they've stopped breathing if supposedly. it stops detecting a heart rate like uh, an alarm goes off but also and by the way it's three hundred dollars it's very expensive and uh you can go on your phone there's an app and then you can see what your baby's heart rate is at any given time and like a you know if their heart stops an alarm goes off brian convinced me we absolutely had to buy this product even though i know i said this seems excessive get ready for the lies you're about to hear <laughs> Seems excessive, but he really wanted it. So he bought it. And um, I got to say, Bri, we used it a total of maybe five That's times. That's a lie, but okay, go on. How many times? I am not going to throw out a number <laughs> because it's just going to be It's debated. single digit. It's no a single digit. No way. Definitely more oh than that. Oh, my gosh. We did not use it a lot. It was so I silly. I agree that you did not use it that much. Okay. It was silly. And like this little alarm goes off. First of all, it's like this little nursery rhyme alarm. It's not like, <coughs> your child doesn't have a heartbeat. It's literally like, like what? And yeah. The it's only like, is the ice cream man coming? Or <laughs> yes. my child died? <laughs> yes. And the only time it goes off, like the so obviously he moves a lot in his sleep. So the sock, like. Sometimes doesn't get a signal or something. So, I mean. I don't think you're doing a great job reviewing this just because you didn't use the product that much. Okay, so go for it. I'm going to kick it over to you. You're making up lies right now. But so basically, sorry. I think it is actually a legitimately very good product. It's just the, you have to consistently use it. And the thing is, like, you're so accustomed to, let's say when you, there's just so much going on, right? It's like he's getting tired. You've just like fed him or you gave him a bottle, like you're changing him, you get new clothes on him, maybe he just had a bath, etc. Then you're like, Oh shit, I gotta put the outlet on. So just like one more thing to remember. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, like the mo- the times where I was really nervous, like when he was sick or whatever, I would end up putting it on and it was definitely worth it in my opinion, because it gave me that peace of mind, which okay. to me, the peace of mind, you know, what is the what is the monetary value of peace of mind? Any other ones that come to mind for you? Yes, we weren't through it. Oh, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> we were so desperate to get him to sleep. We tried a lot of products. We tried one called the Zippity Zip, which a lot of people like. Also, they always what is have that one? Some kind of name. Yeah, I know. Uh, that one is like, it's basically a pillowcase that you zip them up in. Okay. Yeah, it, I didn't like it. A it pillowcase? I don't remember this one at all. I'm not describing it well. Go to our Instagram and you can see a picture of this zippity zip. Some people swear by it. They love it. I've read a lot of reviews online where people say, oh my gosh, it's the only thing my baby will sleep in. But who oh boy, we oh and boy. our baby did not like it. All right. So the next topic of products that we were going to cover is toys. Fun. Talk about like a group of products where there's just an endless number of things out there. Yes. The first one that I would like to talk about is the slobberiest of all slobbery products, but also probably one of the most popular ones right now. Got to talk about Sophie. 
Sophie the giraffe. Got to talk about Sophie the giraffe. I have no idea how much Sophie the giraffe was because someone got it. Actually, like I feel like multiple people bought Sophie for us. Mm-hmm. Then we went to Bye Bye Baby and I saw it's like thirty bucks or something like no, that. No, no, I thought it was twenty. Oh. I don't even think it's twenty. Yeah, twenty-ish. Either way, I was like, dang, this is really expensive for something that like is basically just getting slobbered over. Yeah, explain to us what Sophie the giraffe, please. Oh, okay, if if you don't know what Sophie the giraffe is. It is basically like a silicon giraffe that's pretty small. You know, it's it's a giraffe. It's got a head and it's got legs and everything. But what's cool about it is like it's kind of it's a teething toy. A lot of areas to grab on. Yeah, a lot of areas to grab onto. That's basically what I'm saying and with the legs. Just and so many babies have this specific teething toy. I mean, oh, it's kudos. Got like horns or whatever. You know? Yeah, like little antlers yeah. that can chew on. Now, it's a good thing two different people got us the Sophie, which is nice because our dogs, it also squeaks. Our dog oh yeah, that's right. did not understand that this is not a dog toy. This is a baby toy, which I got to say, kind of hard for a dog to understand. Like, okay, for the last six years, we've been getting you all these toys that squeak and you can chew on. But now... That literally are baby toys. <laughs> yes. They're just baby toys. They're the same they thing. They just sold at Petco. But now <laughs> we have all these toys that you're not allowed to touch. And that's pretty tough to understand. So she did get her hands on Sophie. So babies and dogs like it. And she tore Sophie to shreds. So luckily, someone else got us a Sophie and we could replace her. But I got to say, hats off to the branding marketing department for Sophie because, man, every baby has this thing. Yeah, I don't totally get why that is, actually. I don't know if they just had like a baller, like social media thing when they first came out. Well, I, mean, I, mean, I was not privy to any of their like ads or anything. We got to obviously say that our baby loved it over other toys. I mean, it's clear That's true. That no, it's no, I don't disagree, but I, I can't really pinpoint why. The other thing is... It's not like the best product in the world. Like it definitely was starting to degrade without the dogs. Yeah, he on chewed. It. He chewed on it a lot. So that is one thing to consider. It's like you do want to be paying attention, especially as it starts to like dry out and right, get kind of gross. Yeah, little pieces can start to yeah. fall off. But then, yeah, you, we're lucky to have another one. Uh, you know, in the uh, in in the reserve. Absolutely. Any so. pro- any uh, initial toy products that come to mind for you that you like must recommend well i think his first favorite toy when he was really young was a mylar balloon from the dollar store oh so true can't beat a dollar store balloon i mean my goodness we got a lot of hours of entertainment out of that from like month zero to month eight or nine. He was really into those. He'd pull on them even before he could pull on them. You know, he'd kick in the direction of it and it would move. And he would just it stare really like at that thing. Pushed his development along because he was ha- like we would tie it to his ankle really lightly. And then he would like kick his mm-hmm. foot um, or like touch it with his hand. Those kinds of things where he was like really interested. Absolutely. And when we would get like kind of bring it close to him. Like he would hear the sort of crinkle of the mylar like it, it was it was a very interesting sort of like first toy and he was obsessed with them obsessed we used it in the changing table i would tie it to his ankle while i was changing his diaper and he would just be completely entertained and by the way wrist. like as you said this is even before the dollar tree was the dollar 25 tree like <laughs> kind of an Back amazing thing like you know it's it's only one dollar the other thing that's really nice about it is the Mylar balloons do last a little while, and they're on the oh string. Yeah. So, like, you don't have to worry about him, like, actually touching the balloon or, like, popping or ingesting the balloon or anything like that. Like, 
Right. I mean, the string, I think, is like a strangulation hazard if it was in his Of course, yeah. Sleeping, so obviously. Okay, any to- other toys you want to highlight before we move into our money wasters? It's not so much a toy in and of itself, but there's like a very, very large play mat. And, it's a, and this play mat that we have, it's got like, you know, the alphabet and all that stuff on there. But then there's also like a really cool design. There's animals on one side and there's like a whole scene on the other. And it's not super thick, but it's the main appeal of it is that it's huge. So for him, especially like pre-crawling or when he was first starting to crawl, I felt really comfortable with him on there because if he like banged his head or something, really not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's like kind of foamy. Exactly. Cushiony. Yeah. And, you know, when they're like super, super little, they're banging their head like not infrequently. I mean, you know, because they're just like learning to sit up, whatever. Right. Even for tummy time, this mat is great. Oh, yeah. That's like, oh, my God. I forgot about tummy time. I'm so glad that's over. Um, now, the only, the, the last thing I'll add to that particular thing is that then once he could move, we were trying to figure out like how do we add walls to this, mm-hmm. you know, uh, pad or whatever. So we did end up getting a playpen that is comically large. <laughs> um, but. Uh, there's like an area that you can zip down and then he can crawl in and out of it. Uh, so definitely probably the two best like tandem purchases that we've made recently. Yeah, it's a fun area. And it also just, it helps me feel like the living room is like a little organized because at least even if I just throw his toys in there, like I feel like, okay, that's the toy zone and like the rest of the room doesn't have to have toys scattered around. Oh, yeah. I'll end our positive toy experiences by saying that he just got for his first birthday a baby cleaning set. What do you mean a baby cleaning set? (laughs) Like to clean other babies? Yes, I mean (laughs) a set of toys that resemble cleaning products. So like a spray bottle, a mop. Bleach. Yeah. Ammonia. Various, a broom. Well, first of all, we went to visit some dear friends. Dear friends. <laughs> a few weeks ago, and they had this set, or a very similar one, and for their daughter. And our guy was obsessed with the feather duster from this I'm set. obsessed. It looks like a real feather duster, but, you know, it's a baby toy feather duster. He would not let this thing go. So... Uh, weeks later, he turned one, and these same wonderful friends sent him a gift. They sent him the cleaning set, and out of that cleaning set, we took the feather duster and immediately, hand, you know, as soon as we handed it to him, that was it. It was not going to leave his hands, and for the last Pretty much two weeks, hasn't. yes, he hangs on to this thing. And I don't. What do you think it is about this feather duster? Actually, it's kind of like it's the feather duster, and the other product that he will not put down is this like stuffed tiny like golf putter (laughs) yes and the thing that i think both of them have in common is that they can like hold them he can he can hold it really easily Mm -hmm. it's not like a weight issue and it's not like a balance issue um and the other thing is like very soft so with both products he like when he's getting tired or something he literally like rubs his own face with it Mm -hmm. or like rubs his ear with them so there's like a soft thing. He can put it in his mouth and it's not like too hard. It's like, I don't know. We got to talk about the love every box. Okay. So, and this will be the last uh, positive toy thing that we talk about here. But love every, um, I'll just say very quickly, it's a subscription box. There's a bajillion subscription boxes out there. Um, and yes, though we are not, uh, you know, sponsored by them, I will say v- right now, in fact, 
very good products for the most part. They don't feel like cheap subscription toys. Mm -hmm. And he has gotten so much joy out of playing with these toys, especially like toys that we got months ago um, from the box to like revisit. And I feel like as he develops, he's kind of like finding new ways to play with some of these toys. And it's been really interesting to see him explore that. Yeah, so every two months, I think, we get a box of these toys. They're very high-quality toys. It also comes with a lot of writing material for the parents about, like, how to help your child interact with these toys, what skills it's fostering, um, what they're learning when they play with them, different ways as they grow. So it's definitely a high-quality product. Now, we got this as a gift. We got this subscription for the first year of our child's life as a gift. Really sweet from my brother and his wife. And uh, it's really nice. We've loved playing with them. However, I recently did hear from a little birdie how much these boxes cost. And I have to say, even though they're wonderful products, I don't know that they justify the cost. Isn't it like $150 a month or something? A box, I think. A box. A box. Yeah. Okay. I think it's in that neighborhood. And And I will link to it in our Instagram notes. So make sure you check that out. There's just no way. Yeah, I mean, that's pricey. Okay, and then as far as like bad products, I'm gonna just say feel like we've wasted money. I'm not trying to break your heart, burst your bubble here, but Uh my least favorite toy or like thing that we have bought for him among the least favorite is the Jolly Jumper. Oh boy! Now I know that he's had a ton of fun. Like I've watched him have so much fun. So describe what the Jolly Jumper is, please. And and I've also seen you have a lot of fun with it, but. It's basically like I d- literally do not know how to describe it. It's it's a medieval torture device. No. <laughs> That's what it looks like. And it basically looks like something that like they would sell to you in Sky Mall to escape your house if it was on fire and you have to like jump out of the second story floor what? window. <laughs> because it's okay, it's literally like a red hook that is attached to this like pretty thick chain. Uh-huh. I'm l- I'm not <laughs> exaggerating about anything I'm talking about right now. And you somehow like attach this hook on either side of like a door door frame. Door frame. Mm-hmm. And then somehow this is supposed to hold your child up and then at the bottom of this metal chain there's a spring <laughs> which is attached to what looks to be like a clothes hanger. And then the clothes hanger is attached to a harness. Now, uh, there are like variety of designs uh, of harnesses that you can purchase. And for some reason, Allison chose the harness that has skulls on it. What? No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Really? Yes, it absolutely does. I'm going to put a picture of it up on our Instagram, so check that out. And so for whatever reason, yeah, just like the whole thing just... He he bounces up and down like it it holds him just above the floor and the spring enables him to kind of like experiment with standing because it it mostly holds his weight up and he can also kind of like moonwalk not like Michael Jackson style but you know like like bounce. So why don't you like it? Well, the main reason I don't like it is is we have a heavy guy. Let's start with that. He's he's rather heavy. It just. We've never had any accidents with the product, so I'm not trying to like defame the company or anything, but mm-hmm. it just seems like at any moment that hook could like fly off the door frame and like there's no other place for it to go because it's literally spring loaded at that point, then down into his head, which is 
purely composed of like soft spots at that age. So I don't know. It's just a scary product. All right. Why did you like it so much? Well, it was fun. I saw one of my dear friends using it with her son. And and she had a really good place to use it. She would put it like in her closet. So when she got ready, he could jump around. And so jump, I had that in jump, mind. Jump around. Exactly. We didn't really have like a great place for it. Like we used it in the doorway There's of his. place <laughs> for it. Exactly. We used it in the door frame of his bedroom. Not a lot of room. It was fun. I liked it. I yeah, I think your anxiety with it like affected my ability to really love it because you were always so worried. Brian would be like standing there, like with his like spotting, like picture like someone lifting weights and your arms are there just to catch in case you like drop the barbell. Brian would be like that with this product. Like oh yeah, literally holding the chain, completely hovering and like freaking out. So it was hard to enjoy it when you're just like oh, and your hands are right there, like you're spotting him. But uh, we used it a few times. I think he might be over the weight limit for it now. I don't know what the weight limit is. I should probably check. But yeah, that might be one. We can assume he's over it at this point. We need to pass along to a friend or something. The only other toy, so to speak, that we've received in this first year that I feel like our guy hasn't really been into has just been stuffed animals. Oh, so true. We have now, Brian, as a child, was a stuffed, stuffed animal, animal fiend. Fiend. Yes, that's a good way to put it. And we have received a giant bag of Brian's childhood stuffed animals from his parents. And I think that we were hoping for our guy to be a little more, like, into them or just, like, enjoy holding them or playing. And he Like, really soothe him. I was hoping that they would kind of soothe him. Yeah. <laughs> you mean instead of a feather duster. Um, he really doesn't like them. I'll put them in the stroller with him or in the car seat, and he really just throws them out. <laughs> he throws them on the ground. He yeah. does not like them. That being said, actually... So some of the stuffed animals from the early days of my life are Sesame Street, and uh -huh. they have, like, uh, they're puppets. You can put your hand in, like, their head, and then you can actually make them talk and stuff like that. So when we first got them, and I was doing, like, my Grover voice, oh yeah, he was deeply into that. That uh, actually literally got us through, like, a multi-hour road trip. I got to say, your Grover voice is extremely I have a great Grover voice. Impressive. Sesame Street, if you're listening and you're looking for a voice actor, <laughs> you don't know how happy you'd make me. I think Sesame Street is listening, and your Grover voice is fantastic. That's listener number five, is literally Big Bird. Yeah. No, he likes that, obviously, when you put on a silly voice and do it. But as far as just the stuffed animal itself, Beanie Babies, whatever, he really throws them away. So maybe in year two, he'll grow an attachment to some stuffed animals. So I wouldn't say that we've, wa well, we, I don't think we've bought any, but we've got them as gifts. I don't think it's yeah. wasted, but he just has not. He's still young. All right. So that's been our review of toys and sleep products that we've experienced good and bad in the first year. Obviously, we have a lot more to say about, for example, feeding products and medical products. So we're going to have to do some future episodes on our reviews of baby products. Check out our Instagram page at Probably okay Parenting to see pictures of all of the items we discussed today. Feel free to leave a comment and let us know. Did we leave any of your favorites out? Which ones do you feel you wasted your money on? We look forward to hearing from you. Well, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Probably Okay Parenting. We hope that we've uh, you know, given you some suggestions of some products that you can purchase or maybe avoid. And until next time, it's probably okay. I'm doing bloopers for this one, by the way.
was just trying to be a sassy bitch. I'm feeling so much fresher. You killed Nicole Brown Simpson. The Lord's word. And, uh... Stop interrupting me. And don't forget to follow us on OnlyFans. Just kidding, just kidding. No, that's not a blooper. What were we talking about?